0: welcome to the heart soul wisdom podcast a journey of self-discovery and transformation moira sutton and her amazing guests share real life stories tools and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears obstacles and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love, Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to Episode
1: 6. The time is now for you to flourish with our special guest, high-performance mindset coach Sheena Cantor. Sheena helps people make money, make a difference, and have fun. I love that fun in there. It is time to flourish, step out of the corner, and shine. She works with businesses and individuals, instilling within them not only the mental foundations for success and the motivation to achieve, but also the actionable strategies that will empower them to grow, Improve and thrive in today's ever changing world. Through the Proctor Gallagher Institute with Bob and Sandy Gallagher, she facilitates the teachings, principles, strategies, and fundamentals that help people and organizations create the results they want in their lives and results that stick. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce our special guest, Sheena Cantor. Welcome, Sheena. Hi,
2: Maura. Thank you so much for having me.
1: This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm so it looking. It
2: is. For... Everything's going to be fun.
1: I think funs. You know, you think about it. They say when you're a child, you know, playing. That's when you learn the best. When you're playing, because you're in a different frame of mind than serious, or you know, at school sitting there with your. I remember folding my hands at the desk, and that's you know, I'm a bit older, but <laughs> but I remember doing that, and you know, you had to sit straight and. Oh, discipline. That was it playful to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You know, so that's what I teach my clients is just like do everything for the pure joy of it. If you're not having uh-huh. joy in it, you know, either change what you're doing or change your perception of what you're doing, you know, and that makes such an absolute difference. And we are the ones who are responsible for lighting our own fire. You know, it's just like we can wake up and maybe we're not in a good mood, but that's the evidence of past thinking. So that was yesterday. Maybe you didn't have a good thought. Maybe you picked up on something. And so you're actually right here, right now, not feeling so good. But what do you want your next moment to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's hard, I know I'm not saying that you can go from sad to happy in one go, but can you feel better? Can so, you just say to yourself, I want to feel better. So- just want to feel better.
1: I love that. So let's just jump into there as you open that up. You know, how do thoughts become things and what you're just saying, you know, how can somebody elevate the power of their thoughts instantly? Because if sometimes I know I get trapped in a thought that goes on and on, I'm like, I don't want to think that thought anymore. You know, I'm very conscious of it. But sometimes I get stuck in that. So how do you elevate the power of your thoughts instantly? I like the instantly. Yeah. So here's the thing. We've
2: got to realize that there's a law of polarity. There's a law, there's lots of, there's seven main laws. We may not have time to go through all of them now, (laughs) but let me go through the law of polarity. And so when there's something really, you know, say something a little bit bad, it means there's something a little bit good. Just like we have right and left, up and down, inside and outside, we cannot have one without the other. It is law. Therefore, if you're thinking a really bad thought and you're feeling really bad, it, By law, you must have, there must be something really good. But what are you focusing on? It's up to you to focus on what's good. But again, we get stuck there. So how can we change that? Well, it's by stepping back and just going, you know what? It is what it is. Now, Bob has just had this whole weekend of the science of getting rich. And this is one of the things that he actually used as one of his strategies, which actually comes from Michael Beckwith. And he goes, it is what it is. And then there you go. There's the break. That's like you're going 80 miles an hour in one direction. You've just stopped. Then harvest the good and go, there's something good in this. What is it? And then forgive the rest. Mm. But I want to take it a one step further from what Bob has done as well. So forgive the rest. But then we just sort of leave it hanging in the air. It's imperative then that you then think, well, what do I want? What do want? i want and start thinking about that and then surrender it to the universe and just let it go and get on with your day just that business at the very beginning moira about going it is what it is is it's immensely powerful immediately it helps you look at things objectively going well i can't change it or if i can change it what can i do it's i find it so powerful that's what i use
1: there's so many gems in there, Sheena, like the forgiveness and just letting go. There's a surrendering in there that I know I use that one. And then I know Marion Williamson, she talks about um, ah, this This too shall pass. And yes. that's that's something I use. So it's, it's just in the moment. It's this moment and this too shall pass. So I love all the gems that you shared with that. Um, yeah, the forgiveness and letting it go. Oh. So tell me, you know, No matter what we want in our life, it could be a healthier body, fulfillment, better relationship, losing weight, whatever it is. In your work, you state that it's possible when you shift your paradigm. So what is a paradigm shift and how does this result in the results that we're creating in our lives every day?
2: Wow, paradigms, paradigms, paradigms. It's Mm. such an amazing journey. It really is. So a lot of paradigms are basically, you know, habits that we've got into habits, mental thought patterns, mental activities, things that, you know, are programmed and basically your paradigms are your programs of your habits. You know, we've got like 60,000 thoughts a day. What did you think today that was different from yesterday? What did you do today that was different from yesterday? What have you done that's different from your parents and your grandparents and your great grandparents? You know, all the cultures that we have have got their own programming. Then our parents were programmed and then we, we grew from their vibration. So we've got their programming. What did they think about money whenever, say, I was in my mum's womb? What Did Mm -hmm. did she have a hard time about money? Because if she did, then she passed that vibration on to me. So I don't know where my programming came from. And that's what the paradigms are. So this is where, so say, for example, you know how to lose weight, but you don't do it. Yeah. -hmm. So there's like a space there. There's a gap. It's called the knowing doing gap. So we know what to do and everybody knows what to do, but we've all got every excuse. I can't lose weight because I can't lose weight because Now look at that word, be cause. You are being the cause.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, I love plays and words. That's the first time I've heard that one. I just love that. Being the Nobody's cause.
2: Alive. None of my clients are allowed to come up with an excuse because here's the thing, you make excuses or get results. One or the other, you cannot have both. So as soon as you say, I couldn't because, or it would have happened, but you know, they're excuses. So you know what to do. I mean, you just Google it for goodness sake. Everybody knows how to lose weight, but we're not doing it. And what's in there is our paradigms. That's our programming. That's our habitual way of thinking. Now, they could have come from great, great Auntie Jenny. They could have come yeah. from your mummy. And they could just come from, you know, whoever's around you and how that, you know, how the, the television maybe you know, with all the things that are going on about what you can have and what you can't have. Mm-hmm. And so it's about... Once we start to understand who we truly are, and this is how Bob's work actually works, is that we start to understand who we truly are. Now, most people, what they do is they go looking for the blocks. Let me tell you, you go looking for them, you'll find them. And then you'll find another one and another one and another one. You'll be there forever in a day. So... What to do is to start telling yourself about how awesome you are and having a vision of what you want. But you raise that vision so high and you get so passionate and emotionally involved in it. Like you embody the new vision of what you want and you start to have a different self-image about yourself. And when you start to do that, because everything we do is controlled by our self-image, we cannot outgrow our self-image. So if you have the image of a fat person, but you're trying to lose weight, that's why you will lose weight, but then you will gain it back on because your self image inside hasn't been changed. But once we can start to change that, then you rise and the paradigms, wow, they start to rise and they come out. And one by one, you hear them. You don't need to go looking for them. You just hear them as you rise because this is all about conscious awareness and raising that conscious vibration and awareness. Then the vibe, the, I go, no, I want you to do this. And that's why we. We drop back. It's like the paradigm pulls us back in again, you know? So did that explain what paradigms were? Because I think I went off on one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so really you're saying when those things come up, like to change your habits. So let's say it is eating too much yeah. or cake every night. Do you just, do you have to just stop yourself in the moment? And then really, like, is there exact steps there? Because people do have those, those dialogues going on. Do yeah, they say it's just, stop? It, it or the Envisioning. The visioning. The visioning? It,
2: it 's visioning it is absolute one hundred percent change your self image and have a vision of what it is that you want and take the time to do that. People think this is is nonsense, and here 's the thing Einstein even said that imagination is more powerful than knowledge. we know how to lose weight, okay what we have is a self image though of something that 's smaller person inside ourselves and this grand version of this person we want to come now here's the thing you know don't just do this to lose weight vision your life Mm -hmm. your life vision so it's not just about the weight because what you focus on grows so if you focus on losing weight well guess what the universe likes to void and it likes to replace what it's lost it's about releasing weight and it's about becoming the best version of yourself. So I would never tell my clients to just focus on weight. I go, what is your life vision? What do you want to look like? How do you wanna be? What does your, you know, how much money are you making? What house are you living in? And I literally raise them to do this what Bob calls as a C type goal, a goal that you have no clue how to reach. one of my friends um, asked me I came back from a more or less like a month's cruise over my 50th birthday and I came back the same weight and they were going my goodness I thought you were going to be like twice the size how did you do it and I said well I stuck to a routine that I always do so I always exercise I always move I always make sure I do that but I thought healthy thoughts and I decided what weight I wanted to be at the end of the cruise I made a decision I want to be this weight. And so anytime I was eating anything that was deemed naughty, then I would just go, it's okay. I'm 53 kilos. It's okay. I'm 53 kilos. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And I never weighed myself once, but I was still fitting in exactly the same clothes. I have no clue what weight I am, Moira. Mm -hmm. I just make it up. I have a number in my head and that's the number I am. And I know that I still fit into my same clothes that whenever I was that weight, that's the weight I am. Because one of the things is that in the Bible about you know healing, it's saying about that if you look back to check, it means you don't trust. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly checking figures, aren't we? Did I get there? Oh, no, no, it, I didn't make it. And then you feel, then you beat yourself up. Oh, no, I have a number in my head. And I just keep with that number. So it's about setting the goal. It's about changing your life. It's about changing your lifestyle. It's never just about losing weight. It's about how confident do you feel. What do you want to feel like? Who's the person you want to become? You know, there's always a lot more issues around it than just the weight. So don't just ever concentrate on one thing. This is about your life and about how you want to feel about yourself, no matter what weight you are.
1: Mm hmm. Yes, I've I've had that experience too. I was a speaker with my husband on a cruise ship for a month and I came back lower in weight because you're exercising. And for me, it was a story around, you know, shopping dishes, making beds where I didn't have to do any of that. So I had no stress at all. I want to tie this into two areas. Um, One of them is this we do have and give more. It's a philosophy I also share. Can you talk about that more with the law of attraction? And how you well, manifest what you want.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we all know about the um, the law of attraction. We've heard about that. But it's a secondary law. The law is the law of vibration. And so as that's why we, like, we talk about A, B, and C type goals. So your A type goal is something that, you know, so I've had a white Mercedes before. So, and I'm looking to get another one. So that's like an A type goal because I've already done it before. So that's no growth, is it? Mm-hmm. So the next type of goal would be a B-type goal where we stretch ourselves, but we figured our whole way there, how you stretch to this B-type goal. That's not inspiring. Logic is not inspiring, you know, so that's why people don't hit it because they're not inspired. They've mm-hmm. figured their way out to do it. That is not growth. Steve Jobs says is that you can only connect the dots going backwards. You cannot connect them going forwards. If you're connecting them going forwards, you're not growing. You're not changing anything. So, what we want is a C type goal. So, you know, whenever I get people on a call, so I do, you know, like 20 minute discovery calls. And, you know, the people say they they leave with a big smile on their face. I haven't given them anything. I help them draw the wisdom from outside, from inside of them. And I go, what would you do if you had? You know, your annual salary and made it your monthly, what would that look like? And then immediately they smile and I go, Great, what would you do with it? You know, where would you go? What house would you live in? What would you spend it on? And raise their energy that way and get them to think of all these ideas. And they're smiling. And I go, right, forget about the money. How are you feeling right now? What is that vibration that you have got right now? Oh my goodness, it feels light, it feels energetic, it's it's wonderful. And I go, that's what you're looking for not the external things not the money stop chasing money stop chasing a man stop chasing the house it's the feelings that you actually want to have that's what you're looking for that is the being you want to be okay Mm -hmm. so before then you want to do something or before you have something you need to be something and so you raise your vibration that's the work Moira. That is the whole secret of the lot. You know, so I asked my clients um, on Tuesday night on a call where, you know, I said to them, you know, here's an exercise for you. You know, what does it feel like to be in your C-type goal? Just spend 30 seconds on there. What does it feel like? So off they went and they've, you could see them smiling and they're feeling really great. I said, okay, wonderful. What do you feel like now? And then you see their energy changing and they're all of a sudden doing something different. And I went, boom, that's the problem. You're not in your C-type goal, no matter what, because you look at reality and you go, but I haven't got it, Sheena. I didn't say anything about reality. It's about the vibration and how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And you have to match the vibration of what it is that you want. So if you wanted to call me, you need my phone number. You need my frequency to get to talk directly to me. Well, everything you want is on a frequency, never we think that we're being interrupted by the universe, I mean, my goodness, that person just sent me a message asking me to join their business nah, 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 or or that's a marketing thing or, or whatever, you know, just take a look at it because you never know where it's actually going to take you because you actually have been asking for stuff. You cannot bring into something that's not in your awareness without you calling it in. You are on a vibrational match. You've been asking for something. So say, for example, that, you know, the, the, the virus that's going on at the minute. And I'm, you know, totally compassionate about, you know, what people are actually going through. But a lot of people have been asking to leave. I hate my job. I don't like this. I don't like that. And look, all of a sudden, maybe they don't have a job. And it's mm-hmm. to always ask ourselves, well, have I been asking for this? Could this be something that will help me? And I mean, my absolutely wonderful answer of this was somebody asked me, you know, can I do an article about you? And I'm like, Oh, I'm not really sure but I'll, I'll I'll jump on anyway. I had a chat with him, didn't really do anything with it but thought he's, he's lovely, he's lovely, kept in contact with him. Anyway through that initial conversation I ended up now being on the, I'm on the cast credits for the new movie How Thoughts Become Things. Now I don't, I won't go through the whole journey but there but That's where magic happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't. So that's why I'm asked people, you know, to look at your C-type goal and actually ask the universe for more than you know how to get. Because if you do everything with logic, then you're only going to get what you've always had. So you've got to leave room for, I don't know how to achieve that, but that would be really fun if I had it. Then the universe brings you magic, absolute magic. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I also teach that and like you ask, don't keep asking, the universe is her do because the faith part, um, know and believe and then let go, like let the universe bring it to you and magically, you know, the universe lines everything up for us. And... Oh yes, it's
2: the, it's the praying without ceasing, that's what it means in the Bible, praying without ceasing and it's literally about the giving thanks all day long. So say, you know, you're in Hawaii and you always wanted to be in Hawaii. You wouldn't be there going, oh, please bring me to Hawaii. I am in Hawaii. You would be walking around going, oh, thank you so much. This is an amazing place. I love being here. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference? Mm-hmm. One is still asking You don't even need to ask because remember the story about the prodigal son, as he turned around, he didn't even get to his father's door before his father was out there gifting him with all the gifts. You have been given the gift anyway. You just have to accept it, acknowledge it, accept it, and realize it's already there for you. So what is it? I know there's some words about, you know, I know what you want before you even ask because Mm -hmm. it's already been given to you so walk around going thank you thank you thank you thank you i mean imagine just spending all day in gratitude it just for no reason gratitude for no reason whatsoever honestly more magic happens then as well
1: i i agree you mentioned about the coronavirus right now and, and people a lot of people are experiencing that fear the panic depression anxiety loneliness Give, give just a couple of, you know, how tidbits <laughs> of how people can really shift out of that again, uh, in their negative patterns and move into positive patterns of happiness and gratitude, like you're saying, and peacefulness and connectedness.
2: How can oh, they do med- that on a dime? Yeah, well, well meditating all day, you know, med- all day, you know, meditating. I mean, how many times do people meditate or do they just keep busy? And, um, you know, mm-hmm. it. it it's accepting what is. That's the whole thing. First of all, acceptance, because if we don't accept where we are, that's force that we have, isn't it? It builds up by not accepting where you are. Oh, that is exhausting. And that is absolutely painful. You know, the first thing that, because I was in a very dark place for about 18 months and, you know, getting out of bed every morning, I just stuck to a routine and I would make a decision that today was going to be better than yesterday and that there was nothing going to stop me from just being better and feeling better. But I felt like I had the weight of the world. I felt like I was, um, I wasn't a good enough mother. I wasn't a good enough girlfriend. I wasn't a good enough um, daughter. Um, I literally woke up feeling like a failure every single day. And, you know, it, you just, I just had to keep going and I stuck to a routine. And I just kept having a vision of where it was I was going and gratitude was what I did. So what we're doing now as a group of PGI consultants is we're actually doing instead of a gratitude of 10 things, you know, for the next month, we're doing a gratitude of 50 things every Mm -hmm. single day because your creativity starts to kick in at 20, you know, you start running out of things, but then you have to start getting creative. Well, you know, if anybody's just even going to make a cup of tea, you know, you didn't have to go and get the water and then filter it. You didn't have to go and make the tap. You didn't have to grow the tea bag. You didn't have to make the cup. I mean, think of all the people that were involved in you making a cup of tea and you're miserable about it. That's where I was getting to was just to literally look at every single thing. And there's another thing, Moira, that when you stop and you listen to your breathing, who's breathing you? mm mm-hmm you are life itself. There is something good in this. There is something good in everything. But what are you looking at? So our conversation before was about the law of polarity. You know, if you keep looking at the negative, then the negative will grow. And yes, it's, it is about turning the corner, but you can do it a little bit at a time and just literally go today, I'm just going to be a little bit better how can I, how can this be better? Oh, Michael Beckwith does that. He's so funny with that. He says, so it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. If you're having a bad day, you go, how can this get better? Yeah.
1: Asking really good questions. That's what it comes down to.
2: Then, yeah, that's it. And if you're having a good day, still go, how can this get better? It works both ways. So it doesn't matter if you're thinking, well, I always ask that when I'm in a dying place. No, I ask it when I'm in a good place as well how can this get better and there's a starting point but it's it's doing the same thing creating good habits for yourself every single day I promise you you will pull yourself out of it because I did and but there's only you who's going to do it nobody else can do this for you you've got to do it yourself
1: I I, thank you for sharing your personal story because a lot of people who are listening to this call might think like people like yourself or me who have studied this for many years and we incorporate in our life, it doesn't mean that we don't come up to huge walls, huge obstacles and, you know, problems in our own lives. So thank you for sharing that. So I want to ask you, Sheena, what is the certain way? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's the laws, the laws of the universe. And what is the first one that Bob said this weekend? He's like the law of all laws. And it's two ways, however anybody wants to take It's is energy is or God is. That is the law of all laws, which means what did I say before? It just is. So that's the first law. The next law, it would be like the um, cause and effect. That is really the next law down. You are the cause of everything that happens in your life. And so, whenever you literally look at absolutely everything in your life, and you can step back from it and understand that you are having an effect on something, so you're the essential, and the outside world is the incidental. But what do we tend to do, Moira? We make ourselves the incidental, and the outside world the essential, don't we? Mm. You know. And so, these laws are there to show us. Are just going like, if you think in this way you will get it. So thoughts become things. Yeah. So that is, that is law. What you think about, you bring about. And so whenever you can look at all the laws, so say we've got the law of cause and effect. We've got the law of vibration. We've spoken about that. We've spoken about the law of polarity to know that if there's a negative, there's always a positive. Which one are you looking at? Because you will get that. It is law. There's a law of relativity. So when you think that something is big or small or that I am me, Moira, because I'm looking at you. So I'm not, here's the thing, what is it? I'm not who I am. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not the me you think I am. I am the me I think you think I am. In other words, we're giving the universe an absolutely different message every time we're out there because we become the incidental to life rather than being the essential to my own life. This other law was the um, transmutation of energy. And that's basically things are always moving out of form and into form, out of form and into form. We come into this world, we, we, we leave this world and things, you know, trees grow, trees, trees die. You know, that, that's always happening. Um, give me another one. I'm trying to, I should have written them all down, shouldn't I? That's, that's
1: okay. <laughs> I also like with that one, the, the flow and ease of allowing things to come into our life and exit our life. That could yes. be people, that could be circumstances, you know, that flow and the ease, just like us breathing or the ocean. Um, I, I I put myself in that state and I really enjoy that.
2: Yeah. So pay attention to the laws. That is the certain way. Pay attention to the laws and live by the laws. You want good things in to happen in your life, then you must think good thoughts and be on the vibration of those thoughts. If you think bad thoughts, you will, by law, bring bad things. Now, how many times, Maura, do people go, whenever something's really good happening, they go, I did that. I did that. You know, look at me. Aren't I wonderful? But then whenever something bad happens, they go, oh, it's their fault. It's the universe's fault. It's it's God's fault. It's my friend's fault. It's never." never their fault but Mm -hmm. what's the common denominator of all your problems in life
1: yes it's yourself you're you're the one that's there in every instance (laughs) (laughs) it's taking it's taking ownership and and observing but not blaming yourself it's just being responsible and commitment and commitment commitment to your life because you are the director of your life and i talk to people about the stories that we create and you know you can choose you know the setting is it a drama is it a comedy is it you know, a documentary and the lighting and who you want there and who you don't want there.
2: Mm. And, and being 100% responsible is so freeing. At first you go, oh my goodness, like that's really scary. But then when you realize that you are, it is actually the most freeing thing in the world to be yes. 100% responsible. got nobody else to blame now. Just I myself. But that's the thing more that I did for, that was those 18 months where we moved from you know, conscious incompetence to whenever I started doing this work with Bob, I became very aware of what I'd done wrong or what I thought was done wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, but I started to blame myself. I was like consciously incompetent as far as I was mm-hmm. aware. I had all these qualifications, all these he's um worked harder than I'd ever done before and yet I lost everything so I literally did beat myself up and that's not what it's for it's to go to recognize the growth and what it was there for because what it did was bring me back to me I had to be stripped now nobody else has to do this but for some reason Sheena had to be stripped of everything to realize that I was everything that I am God's highest form of creation, that I, you know, I am perfect. My DNA is perfect. So if if I knew it in my heart, Mm -hmm. then when I'm talking to other people and coaching other people, they will know it too. And that's my absolute passion, that everybody gets to know that, that you are perfect as you. And there's no, you're just right being you in your universe, but you may not be right for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they may not be right for you because we're all seeking our own alignment. So Moira's alignment is completely different from Sheena's alignment, but yet we can dance together. But there's other people we, not, we may not be able to dance together with. And that's
1: okay. That's just I think, okay. I think one of the things too that I love, in it's, um, I don't know who stated it, but it's like what other people think of you, it's none of your business. It's yes. what you think of yourself. And
2: one of the things I realized more over the, um, it was actually last night, and Bob says this all the time. This is why repetition is so key to changing paradigms. is it, So I listen to Bob every single day. And he said, that you know, the, the mind, the body is an instrument of the mind. And I was thinking about, you know, how we're all vibrational. We're literally our vibrational beings. We are energy beings. And we're actually playing a tune. But we can't hear it. So mm-hmm. the whole universe is playing a tune. And we've got our own tune. And so it suddenly dawned on me you know, well, what tune do you want to play? We don't want it to be high-pitched all the time because that's exhausting as well. We want to have a lovely rhythm. That's it, there you go, love rhythm. (laughs) We want a a lovely rhythm to be in our music. So we go up and down and it's absolutely beautiful. But sometimes we play it low, too much low, but too much high. And that's not nice either. So yes, about finding the low or the, the rhythm. Now, what does a musician do? When they play their music, when an artist plays their music, they, they play from their heart. Mm-hmm. They don't play to make other people happy. They know what they're doing makes them happy. And of course, then it's going to make other people happy. So if we can do that, we can use our body as an instrument and play our tune that makes us happy, then other people will pick up the happy messages. Like, how awesome is that? That just blew me away when finally the penny clicked. And I'd heard it so many times. And I went, yeah, and I even talked about it, Moira, but... I really got it that I'm playing a tune and I my tune, if it's in alignment with me, then other people will hear beautiful music. But if I am not in alignment with me, my notes are going to be playing. Now, I used to play the violin and that's not a happy sound. So, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't practice very well. So it wasn't a very good sound because I wasn't in tune with the violin. My mum wanted me to play the violin, but I didn't want to. So my noises that came from that violin were not very good. So <laughs> what, what tunes, what music are you playing? At yeah. Every single time, what yeah, music are you playing?
1: That's beautiful, Sheena. Sheena, I have a lot of people that come to me, and I'm sure they do for you also, that they want to discover their life purpose. They, they don't know what it is. They feel like they're missing out or they're on the wrong track. Or, you know, oh no, I'm this age now. and I haven't been living my life purpose. What, would, what advice would you give to our listeners regarding that? What makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And you know what
2: makes us happy is helping others. And you know what? We've all been through this in our lives. We've hurt. Then we've healed. Then we go help. Now, that was beautiful words given to me by Sabrina and uh, another girl that I'd interviewed. If you have a look at my Facebook page, you'll see her on there. And she said that. She said, hurt, we heal, we help go help somebody. You're here to serve. We're all here to serve and to be happy. And be happy is your purpose. Just be happy. So what makes you happy? And people say, well, I haven't got time to follow my passion. But, you know, like we only work eight hours a day or whatever it is. There's so much time to do your passion, whatever it is, follow it, do it. You know, we're here to be happy. And then you're happy. Happiness lifts. You walk into a room being happy, you lift the spirit of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book called um, Power Versus Force," and I can't remember the author, but Power Versus Force," and it did um, studies on you know people's vibrations and so on, words and on activities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And whenever you're in a very low vibration, thank goodness, you're not actually affecting that many people. You tend to only be, if you're really low vibration, you are only affecting the people around you. But because we're so passionate about our own dying feeling, you know, our subconscious thinks we want that. So it gives us more of it. But here's the thing. If you can raise your vibration and you get up to like, I remember, you know, like there's a way of measuring and I get up to like 600 out of a thousand. It's just like, apparently at that 600, I can't remember the measurement. You'll have to read the book yourselves. <laughs> I was affecting 10 million people sitting in my house. Like how amazing is that? It's the butterfly effect that I was sitting here feeling so good that that vibration was being sent out to the whole universe. Wow. Like that blows me away. So that's what you're here for. Be happy and you will make other people happy. What other purpose is there? Nobody needs help. We're all here, living our story, whatever story it is. And people are running out that story. But if you feel compelled to go and do something, like do some charity work, don't do it because you think you're helping them. Do it for the pure joy of it, because we get a helper's high. That just makes us feel even better. Go out there with you know absolute joy in our in our hearts, and go, just go serve. Mm-hmm. Honestly, try it. If you feel down, that's what we're always told. If you feel down, go find somebody to help. Go find somebody to coach because tell you what, it changes your vibration
1: just like that. Perfectly. I I, I share the same message. Sheena, can you share with our listeners today the, the gifts? You have several gifts that you'd like to give them. And for everyone listening, all those links will be below this episode.
2: Yeah. So I know that there's, um, there's a book there from Bob Proctor. So it's, um well, oh, hot. <laughs> I've got three books just going into my so head the, there. The think, the
1: think and Grow Rich one by Bob.
2: So, yeah, it's um, um, You Were Born Rich. There you go. That's actually Bob's book. So um, yes, you've, that's basically, you just click on it and that's the PDF file. Thank so you. how awesome is that? You can actually read that book now for, for free. The other thing that Bob has given me, which is an absolute gem, we've talked about paradigm shifts, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And now one of the things that actually people are doing at the minute more is, do you know that the most searched for thing at the moment for good? Google is how to work at home. Now, that makes sense. A whole paradigm shift needs to go on there because here's the thing. If you're used to working for in a job, you're used to being controlled. When you want to work for yourself, no matter whether it's in network marketing or you start your own business, it doesn't matter what it is. You are now, actually, you're the one who's in control. You have to control you. That is is a paradigm shift in itself. And that's why people don't do it because they're scared. It's scared of the insecurity, scared of, actually, will you get up in the morning? Now that you're the one, you know, keeping you clocking in and clocking out, that is the paradigm shift. So if anybody here is thinking of doing a home-based business, this is absolutely, or whatever it is that you want to do anyway, you know, have a great relationship or, or whatever the paradigm shift is what it is that you need to do because we know how to do it, but we're not doing it. So Bob has asked, said that I can actually give this to you. So it's worth $147. And it is the replay of the most recent paradigm shift weekend that Bob did. And let me tell you, it was awesome. So that is yours for absolute free. Click away on that link and absolutely enjoy that. I can't remember. What was the third thing (laughs) now, (laughs)
1: Moira? No, no, that's wonderful. And, 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 and one thing people are, I think realizing, I always say people to ask in every moment and challenge that there's a gift in that moment and to ask, what is the gift? And for my clients, they, that blows them away because it changes their reframe of how their perception Mm. of how they're looking at stuff. And right now we are giving a huge gift. And some people are saying this is being done to us. And as I said earlier, the universe is orchestrating everything for this. This is being done for us because we won't go back. And this is going to be a better world for all of us. And one that, you know, one of my messages on my, this show is about together. We can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and the planet. And we're having an opportunity to connect with people and realize that we really are all one and that we can be better and, and really as excess right now. So in that program, what is it that you really want right now? This is an opportunity with the time to figure out maybe I don't want that anymore, or maybe I don't need that, you know, needs versus wants. So such a gift in the moment and thank you for that. People are really going to enjoy that as we are going through a paradigm shift in this very moment.
2: Oh yes, we are, aren't we?
1: <laughs> yes. Sheena, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom from your heart and soul because I know it's coming very deep from your passion with your powerful message of it's now that it's the time now to flourish. So I want to say thank you, Namaste Sheena.
2: Thank you very much for having me on Namaste, Moira.
0: Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.